The number one Martinsburg Bulldogs have just one game left in the regular season. Snap back, placement down. Kick is blocked. It's blocked and it's taken right out of the air. Racing down the near side is Cam Shallis with blockers. He's to the 40, to the Jefferson 30 and 20. He's to the 10 and Shallis is going to return it all the way. The undefeated Bulldogs travel 362 miles to Spring Valley to take on the Timberwolves in a redemption game from last season. This Friday with pregame at 6 and kickoff just after 7 right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the by Browns Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned, full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and today we got Colin McLaughlin again. Uh, we'll talk a little volleyball in the second segment, uh, but welcome, Colin. Thanks for having me again, guys. Always. You're always welcome. Good to hear. Happy Wednesday. Halfway Happy, through the week. Happy Wednesday and uh day. <laughs> I'm gonna ISO that and we're gonna have that now every Wednesday. I'm gonna put that into the Wednesday. That's gonna be our new Wednesday intro. Sounds good. It's gonna be uh the little voices in the beginning of the intro and then it's gonna say Hump Day from Nick. Yeah, not from you. You, yeah. you butchered that one. I, I will admit. I, I did butcher that one, um, but it's Wednesday. Uh what does that mean, Nick? It's something. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> what, what, do we always talk, what, we, what do we always oh, talk about on the air of course. on Wednesdays? We got e, or not EPAC. We got the WVSSAC power rankings. No, the, playoff the rankings. WVSSAC football rankings, their computer playoff ratings. Okay. Uh, obviously, Martinsburg with the win last week has a rating now of 16.44. They have now 40 bonus points. Uh, that is up from, let's see. It's up from 33 last week, so they gained seven bonus points from beating uh, Jefferson. Seven-win Jefferson, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, Huntington at number two still with 15.78. Cabell Midland at three with 13.44. So the difference between two and three is over two points. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Cabell Midland beat Spring Valley, Huntington beat Spring Valley, and Cabell Midland, so... Uh, you know, they're, they're pretty much locked in that two speed unless something were to happen here. But, I mean, the rest of their season is relatively easy heading into the postseason. Um, you know, after that win over South Charleston, that pretty much made it a lock that Huntington's either going to be the two or one. It looks like the Highlanders will end up with that two, presuming Martinsburg gets the win this week. But if they were to fall, I don't I don't know if Huntington would have enough to catch them. But yeah. obviously they'd get the bonus points when the Spring Valley wins, so... There's still some intrigue heading into this week, though, especially, I think, on the Spring Valley side in terms of trying to move up. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Bridgeport at four, just about 9.9 points below, .09 points below um, Cabell Midland. Then you got University and Jefferson all tied at five with 13.25 points. Um, Princeton Senior only drops to seven after that loss to Bridgeport with 11.33 points. Spring Valley at number eight. They were at eight last week too, right, Nick? Yes. I think they were tied last week though. So they didn't move at all. And a point to go off that. No, they were, they were, they were alone at, at eight last week. So they didn't move. They didn't move at all, which is kind of surprising to me. Greenbrier East at nine, South Charleston at 10 with George Washington, Hurricane at 12, John Marshall at 13, Morgantown at 14, Wheeling Park at 15. And uh, the fight for the 16th and final seed continues as it'll be an EPAC fight right now. Number 16 with 7.13 points is 4-4 four and four Spring Mills. Number 17, 4-4 four four Washington with uh, 6.63 points. And then uh, the other EPAC teams, Musselman at 21 and Hedgesville at 22. We talked with all the head coaches yesterday. Um, we'll probably air one of those interviews today. Maybe even two, um, but uh, between Musselman and Hedgesville, Coach Brian Thomas and, and Matt Faircloth, they said, you know, there's still a possibility if they can pull some upsets. 
Yeah, I mean they're they're obviously being optimistic heading into this. I mean, why why would you be? And you know, really for Washington and Muscle or not Muscleman, uh, Washington Spring Mills, those two teams are obviously in the best situations. But Hedgesville and Muscleman could still get in as well. And you know, with the season Hedgesville's had, you know, just a few weeks ago, they had a chance to beat Princeton. So why can't they knock off a team like Jefferson? You know, I mean, obviously I think Jefferson's better than Princeton, but. They, they've consistently shown against some of the top teams in the state of them getting better. I mean, Morgantown's got a good chance of getting into the playoffs. They played decent against them, but obviously didn't play great. I think played for really good for a half against Martinsburg and then obviously played really well throughout the game against Princeton. So if they're healthy this week, you know, you can't count them out against Jefferson and you can't count out their small. But I've, like I said, I think yesterday on the show, there's a good chance that a 5-5 five and five team could still get in this year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, Hedgesville's skilled players can uh, keep pace with the wide receivers there for Jefferson. But another thing that you'll have to watch is if uh, Sammy Roberts can get his accuracy down to the receivers as well, because that's something that we saw him struggle with against Martinsburg. They did not connect on any of the deep passes that Roberts threw. And I was also going to quickly add, when you mentioned earlier, with Spring Valley being the eighth seed right now, so this game against Martinsburg, not only to knock off the top seed, but also try to keep a home field advantage into the playoffs for the Timberwolves. Yeah, at least for the first round. So, you know, and uh, with, with Roberts and his accuracy, I don't think it will be a huge issue. Uh, he entered the game with 50, 59%. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good for a high school kid. Uh, I think he bounces back. But I do agree with you, Colin, that in the Hedgesville matchup this week, you know, Hedgesville not known really for its athleticism on the outside. I mean, Kanye Smith, I think, or yes, Kanye Smith, uh, one of the better corners we've seen in the EPAC this year. Uh, but obviously, you know, it's two different styles. They're more of a physical run first Hedgesville team. And then Jefferson, who can throw it around and, and really have some explosive plays on offense. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, Hedgesville can kind of keep them off the field with their, their ground game and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we have a few minutes and uh, we'll play head coach Brian Thomas's interview. They obviously have an uphill battle to climb back into the number 16 spot, but here's his interview. Well, now welcome to the program, head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas. Right. Uh, we'll start it out a tough loss for you guys against Washington last week, but you guys made a comeback to make the deficit only two. Yeah. Um, you know, d- disappointed, really disappointed with the um, you know, you, you, you can't start off the game like we did, um, like we played in the first half and then do yourselves a hole. And, and, you know, we've came back twice this year, big like that against, you know, Washington and then against Durando. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is we, we dug ourselves in such a deep hole. Both of those games that really all that matters at the end of the day is, is both of those games we lost. So, um, you know, that, that that's kind of the, the stat that stands out at the end of the day. So, you know, the comeback's good, but at the same time, more disappointed just the, the, in the hole that we dug ourselves to start the game. What would you say, I guess, was the difference between the team you saw in the first half and the team you got in the second half? Well, I don't think the team in the first half w- was ready to play a game. I think we came out, and for whatever reason, we uh, you know kind of waltzed through the, the the first and second quarters and, and didn't play. Um, for whatever reason, and then you know the team in the second half realized, oh man, like we, we might actually lose a game, um, and, and decide to come out and give a little more effort. So um, you know ultimately that starts with me. I, did, I didn't have them ready to play, but then um, you know part of that's on the on the kids too. For you know you got to be got to be ready to play a game. Um, you know it doesn't matter who you play. Um, you know when you get to when you get to the, the high school level, and you know even you see it see it on Saturdays in college football, and you see it on Sundays in the NFL that. Um, you know, it doesn't matter who you play. If you're not ready to play, um, you know, you're going to lose. And looking forward to uh, this week, you guys got a tough Bridgeport team. They're 8-0 on the season, but you guys could play spoiler and potentially, you know, if you're able to get a victory, push yourself back up there into the picture. Yeah, that's kind of the goal. Um, you know, the goal is to kind of come out and, and, and be ready to play and, uh, you know, hopefully come out and, and play them tough. You know, they're a really good ball club. I, I think, you know, I think they're one of the best teams um, in the entire state. So, uh, you know, we're going to have our hands full. But, um, you know, we, we, we've shown the ability to play well this year. Um, you know, we just have to come out and be consistent and hopefully put it together a little bit. 
obviously this past week was disappointing, Coach, but uh, like we talked about before the season, you know, you guys really challenged yourselves uh, with the schedule. So, um, you know, if you're able to get this win, you still have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, so is that kind of the mindset heading into this week that, you know, you, because of our schedule and because of uh, the games we have left that we can still uh, accomplish some of our goals? Yeah, you know, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully we can win this one, um, you know, and sneak in, uh, you know, it's, I've crunched the numbers a little bit, you know, not, not too much, but, you know, there's a chance that we could win and, and still not qualify, um, you know, but if we qualify, so, um, you know, this is, this is kind of one of those ones that, you know, it, it's a big one if we want to have any chance, um, you know, really they're, they're all, they're all big ones. And we've been saying that now for about a month straight as we, you know, starting off the season one of four, we kind of put ourselves in that position where really starting with that uh, Hedgesville game. And then, you know, even going into the Wheeling Park game that we knew that, Hey, every single one of these games is, is really big. Um, and will kind of shape the season a little bit. What are some things you guys are going to have to do this week in order to get a victory? Uh, be more consistent. I mean, you know, you know, we're sitting here in the, ninth game of the season and, and you still see a really inconsistent team uh when we play you know some games we've came out and we've had you know really good games um you know you you look at that wheeling park game well the hedgesville game and the wheeling park game we kind of get back to being a little bit more healthy um it looks like we're going to start putting some pieces together and start playing better and then we we don't um you know against washington we didn't and then you know even early in the season some that we didn't so you know the big I think the big T, um, if I could kind of say any word above anything else, is just the consistent better, um, you know, on a consistent basis. Uh, Coach, obviously, you know, Bridgeport, as you said, one of the better teams in the state, coming off of a big win against uh, Princeton last week. So wh- what are some of the things that they do really well, and, and what's it going to take to slow them down this week? Um, you know, they're, 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 they're very predictable. Um, you know, they do what they do, but at the same time, they do what they do um, very, very well. Um, we know that they're going to come out. We know that they're going to run the football. They're going to run it right at you. Um, you know, and they're going to get a lot of people to the point of attack. They're probably one of the better I, – I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I, I don't want to say that the best rushing attack because I, I don't have all that information off the top of my head. But they're definitely one of the best, better – rushing attacks in the entire state so uh there's no secret um they're going to come out they're going to they're going to run the ball and they're going to run the ball right at us um you know we we have to be able to stop it uh they're aggressive uh they'll get after you um you know a a really good ball club you know they they they're really well coached um you know probably one of the better coach teams i've watched on film just from the standpoint offensively defensively and special teams they do a lot of things correct uh, they're in the right spot pretty much majority of the time, um, and they're you know it's going to be tough for us. Um, but you know we got to we got to come out and hopefully play a little bit better than we played last week and be a little bit more uh, focused on what we have to get done. All right, coach. Well, thanks for joining us, and best of luck this week. We'll talk with you next week. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. That was head coach of the Muscleman Appleman, Brian Thomas, and. You know, Coach talked about it. They obviously need to win this week against this very, very tough Bridgeport team currently sitting at number four in the rankings at 7-0. and And even if they win out, there's still a chance they possibly don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and like he said, I mean, Bridgeport, a physical team, always like to run the football, uh, usually have a lot of good running backs, and I expect them to play that very similar style. But also they're able to put up some points um, even with their, their more physical attack. So, you know, they'll be a tough team for Musselman this week, and, and certainly I think they kind of took Washington a little bit lightly, especially in that first half, and, and played sloppy. So they, they can't afford to do something like that against this team because Bridgeport will make you pay for it if you uh, you know obviously don't come out ready to play. And uh, this will be a challenge for any team, but also for a Musselman team that obviously is coming off a tough week. Yeah, if Musselman gets the win, it definitely be their statement win of the year. And seven bonus points will help. But even as you said, Spencer, winning out might not be enough for the Appleman. And obviously, right now they have to focus on Bridgeport, who's a great program, which is why they moved up into AAA to play. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, before we you know hit the break, want to talk just repeat the rankings of all of the teams in the EPAC. Martinsburg number one, at, tied at number five with the University is Jefferson. Then at sixteen is Spring Mills. Then at seventeen is Washington. They are separated by uh, what is that? About point four in a uh, or point five. They're separated by point five points and between sixteen and seventeen and. Uh, but then 17 to 18 is separated by literally 0.06, 0.06. So it's definitely close with uh, Brooke at number 18. But then in Musselman at 21, we just talked about 3 and 5 in Hedgesville at 22 at 3 and 5 as well. Uh, before we hit the break, just want to uh, remind everybody, talk about yesterday when we are talking about Martinsburg. Uh, dining with the Dogs is tomorrow, October 28th, 5.30 p.m. in the Martinsburg School Cafeteria, High School Cafeteria. Tickets will be on sale today and tomorrow from 3 to 5 at the Doghouse. You can also request tickets from a coach or player. Uh, if they don't sell out, they'll be available at the door before the dinner. They're $5 a person, and children 5 and under are free. Uh, come enjoy a delicious meal prepared by Chef Jamie Breeden. Uh, while dining in the company of the 9-0 Bulldogs, dinner will consist of salad, chicken, Alfredo, bread, desserts, and drinks. Uh, the Martinsburg Bulldog football family hopes to see you there. As we've hit the uh, the first break of the day, the segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. When we come back, we'll talk EPAC volleyball action, a huge match that Colin called last night on TV10. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, We have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams travel to Bloomsburg for a matchup with the Huskies. There goes Ronnie Brown into the secondary 30, 25, 20, still on his feet. Cuts it back at the 10 and he'll get into the end zone. Touchdown, Shepherd. What a move by Ronnie Brown. Pulse with the cleanup block. The Rams roll into Redmond Stadium on a four-game winning streak. Kickoff is scheduled for 2 p.m. with pregame coverage beginning at 1.30 right here on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. I'm a-
This is literally the sports doctor, guys. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your Wednesday, October 27th. And it seemed like after that, that really was that second set, it seemed like Hedgesville needed the sports doctor to bring him back to life. Yeah, it was a great match by Musman last night. You can tell that uh, here at the end of the season, they're definitely improving on the year and obviously showing everybody the reason why they're the number one team in the state as they beat the number three team in AAA Hedgesville last night three sets to one it was a fun one that place at Klein Court and Musselman absolutely packed student sections on both sides and it was a tremendous atmosphere a lot of energy from both the players and the fans as well as the coaches and it was just definitely a fun one to announce with a Jim Klein last night, and now, due to that, Musselman got the win, as we said, 3-1, to one, and will be the number one seed in the EPAC, and Hedgesville will be number two, so Musselman will take on Spring Mills next week on Tuesday, and Hedgesville will take on Musselman. Let's hear uh, your highlight of the final call last night. Hedgesville to have to get nine straight serve scores, and it is the libero Kelsey Van Dyne to try to do so. Miracle needed for Hedgesville. Van Dyne doesn't do it. It's a service error. Musselman wins set number four, 25-15, and the Lady Appleman are the EPAC regular season champions and will be the number one seed next week in the postseason. Let's take it to and there you go, the number one seed in the postseason. And I got to say, I talked to you about it after the game last night. That is the most ruckus volleyball crowd I have ever seen for any volleyball match. And I told you to expect it, didn't I? That's what we heard it was like there at Hedgesville when it went five sets and Musselman won. Those two teams, just being the top teams typically in the state, always want to have a pretty rowdy atmosphere because obviously they want their side to win and when they do they want to make sure the other side absolutely knows it you saw it with Musselman last night their students stormed the court celebrated with the players there for the Lady Appleman as they were regular season champions and waved goodbye to Hedgesville so that rivalry it's intense what I didn't understand we talked about it like you guys talked about it at the on the broadcast last night is so when we were getting ready to go to the game we were kind of you know we knew it was going to be a big crowd you knew it was going to be a big crowd when the last time you guys were at Musselman for a volleyball game uh you guys set up in the bleachers across from the players yeah and there were still a lot of people there yeah we were and we wanted we wanted to change that up we wanted to get away from all the people because there was going to be a lot of people in there and we knew that we'd have a camera and you know everything so we you kind of said let's go to the other side let's try to go to the other side so we went to the other side and uh, when we got there they said they were put bringing most of the bleachers down on that side because they knew there's going to be a lot of people there and that was supposed to be the home side is what we heard and the hedgesville student section was right behind the musselman bench right across and then the musselman student section was on the opposite side right across from them which to me seemed a little backwards. Yeah, it definitely seemed but backwards. But I think it was probably a miscommunication did. between the athletic department and probably the students. They were already there in the JV match. They were already getting there. They were already on that side. I think it was just because they're used to being on that side because typically yeah. the opposite side bleachers aren't open, which is the side that we were on. So Hedgesville's like, okay, we'll be over here and obviously wanted the chirp try to get in the head of the Musselman players on the bench. It, it didn't work. Musselman still absolutely dominated in the sets that they won. Yeah, they seem lackadaisical in that second set and kind of gifted it to them, some would say, to let Hedgesville tie it up. But that first set... 25-10, and then as you heard there for the fourth and final set, it was 25-15. Can't remember exactly what the third one was. I think it was a pretty close one. That might have been 25-18. So still dominant performance, and that power just absolutely showed on Musselman's side. They have so many weapons, so when one's having a bad day, all they have to do is put another one in, and 
there's no stopping them. I feel like it might have been like 25-22 or something like that because I remember Musselman making it close there at the end. Oh, you're right. Yeah, the first one was the comeback, 26-24. Right. Yeah, so the first one was really close, and then the other ones that they won. I was, say, I was saying that. Or no, uh, that was JV. That was the 26-24, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, I was saying say, the second set, I, mean, I think might have been like 25-22 Hedgesville uh, in that second set. But either way, I'd say overall uh, – that was probably the best Musselman's looked on TV 10 against, you know, a quality opponent like Hedgesville. I was really impressed by them. And, uh, you know, Hedgesville clearly has a lot of talent, but I, I think Musselman kind of showing last night when they're on their A game, it, it's going to be very tough for any team in the state to beat them or even compete with them, uh, you know, when they're on their A game. So a very impressive performance last night. I also have to give a shout-out to a head coach of Musselman, Sean Martz, able to get us on the scorer's table. For the broadcast, and I don't, we've really not been able to do that for any volleyball this 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 season. Yeah, they were uh, very hospitable, just helping us out, making sure we had chairs, had a location to broadcast from, and we got the comfy opposite, chairs. Yeah, opened up those bleachers like they uh, typically don't. So definitely a huge thank you to Steve Campbell and uh, Sean Martz for allowing us to do that, and we'll be there again tomorrow for Musselman Smithsburg. Also, I have another to, great match. I have to say. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I can't remember what, it might have been last Tuesday or whenever we were at Spring Mills. Totally different environment. Uh, the players could hear you guys on the broadcast talking about them. Yeah. It, and they it, were looking over quiet, yes. a bunch of times. And it was just a totally different environment. And I think that's crazy, just the differing environments. It's what the winning mentality brings, man. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. You see it all the time for martinsburg football that's why typically fans won't travel because they know they're gonna lose to martinsburg but but martinsburg always travels because it's that winning mentality definitely 34 4 and 2 uh is currently musselman's volleyball record 9 and 0 in the league and we were kind of discussing it after the show yesterday it was kind of it was going to be interesting to see the way things played out because if hedgesville won they would have been 10 and 1 in in the EPAC. If Musselman lost, they would have been 9 and 1. So I don't know if where there's a game that wasn't played or an extra game. I don't know either. I don't they know still if said per- it would have been a tiebreaker via how many sets it was won in. So. Oh, okay. But it doesn't matter now. Obviously, yeah, it doesn't Musselman matter now. Won, but, so they're the first seed. So uh, do we set up next week? Uh, so it'll be Musselman hosting Spring Mills in the sectional and then Hedgesville hosting martinsburg in that sectional uh we talked about the sections yesterday on the show and uh we'll keep you updated on where we're broadcasting and when once we confirm with everything before we just go out and say where we're going to broadcast yeah we'll figure it out and let people know later on this week but it'll definitely be out but definitely a great match last night and uh that's what i guess we got to expect from volleyball right especially when it's those two teams and i wouldn't be surprised if we see them again there you go. Colin McLaughlin, the sports doctor on the segment, sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family-owned and operated at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll hear from head coach of the currently number 16-ranked Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims, as they're you know prepping to finish the season and get in the playoffs. That's next on the Sports Mix. My thoughts to bark like hounds. I focus on my breathing and the universal sound. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. 
Remember that last trip to the auto mechanic? I also think your solenoid gasket is bad. What? Yep, that'll be another $500. Forget that and go to DNN Auto Specialist at 230 Tavern Road, Martinsburg, where honesty is their best policy. Serving the Eastern Panhandle since 1974, DNN Auto is family owned and operated, specializing in exhaust alignments and tires. From general maintenance to major overhauls, they'll treat you right. Call DNN Auto Specialist at 304 267 4078. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. The number one Martinsburg Bulldogs have just one game left in the regular season. Snap back, placement down, kick is blocked, it's blocked and it's taken right out of the air. Racing down the near side is Cam Shallis with blockers, he's to the 40, to the Jefferson 30 and 20, he's to the 10 and Shallis is going to return it all the way. The undefeated Bulldogs travel 362 miles to Spring Valley to take on the Timberwolves in a redemption game from last season. This Friday with pregame at 6 and kickoff just after 7 right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. into going out with hopes you were staying in Welcome back to this Wednesday, October 27th edition of the Sports Mix, nearing the end of what has been a great October for high school football in the Mountain State. A lot of moving parts this season, uh, you know, when it comes to the latter, the, the middle portion of the EPAC and trying to make the playoffs. Uh, basically, if Jefferson can, I think, win, I think if they win one of the two games they're playing, they lock themselves up because I think there's still a chance they could, I don't know. They, I think they've already locked up a playoff spot. Yeah, I think but so. But I don't maybe, know. Computer ratings. Maybe lock in a I don't, I can't field do, advantage. Yeah. I, that'd be the only no, thought. I mean, it would be lock up maybe home field in the first round. Yeah. I don't necessarily know anything else. But we're, you know, changing over to the team that's the you third team that's in the consistent, Spencer. What? Every time Spring Mills wins, they're the 16th seed. That is true, I feel like. <laughs> they're always number 16. They're back in that spot again. Can they hold on to it, though? That will, that will be key this week. Yeah, and they play a non-West Virginia opponent, Albert Gallatin, out of Pennsylvania. Albert Gallatin going to be a tough opponent for Spring Mills. And uh, here's head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. We'll start off with uh, this question. You guys got that big win, thirty-one to six over North Hagerstown, and you know get yourselves to five hundred on the year. And if you know the WVSSAC rankings just released, you guys are in the top sixteen. What does it mean to be in Week Ten and be in the top sixteen? Yeah, no, I mean obviously that's where you want to be. You know, uh, we've definitely faced a lot of adversity this year. You know, in regards to injuries and having to move kids around and, ha- and having to, you know, change stuff, you know, based on personnel. So, you know, uh, obviously, we, you know, we're, we're right in the hunt and, you know, that's where you want to be. And, you know, we, we, I think I told you last week and, you know, we've been telling the kids um, uh, all week, you know, uh, we started the playoffs last week, you know, so, uh, you know, we're, we're in a situation that's real simple. It's, it's uh, you know, win or go home. So, again, you know, we found some comfort in that and have, uh, or have, uh, you know, accepted the challenge. So, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we're happy to be in the top 16. Coach, after kind of a, a little bit of a rough stretch there in the middle of the season, it, it seems like over the past few weeks, even with the Martinsburg game where you uh, didn't get the best score, but, you know, you, you played really hard and you, and you uh, competed in that game, like this team's starting to uh, – really pick up on it um is that how you feel about the team so far absolutely yeah and and, and like i said you know it, it's it's been a pleasure with uh to see some of our kids um you know again through that adversity uh, you know get better 
you know, and I think the biggest thing, you know, you're seeing over the last couple games is, is these are the first couple games all year where we've been able to put consistently the same lineup out there, um, you know, uh, and the same quarterback and the same starting tailback and the same starting receivers. Um, so, you know, I, I think, uh, you, you know, when it comes to uh, that stuff, especially on the offensive side of the ball, um, that's been really helpful. Uh, you know, also, too, I mean, you know, even to go over the defensive side of the ball, you know, uh, we were just shooting in the dark a lot um, at the beginning uh, of the season on, on where to put kids because um, because a lot of them haven't played. So, you know, we started to solidify some roles on the team, and, and I think that's probably the, uh, you know, the biggest factor in, in, in seeing, uh, you know, a little uptick in performance. And we've talked a lot this season about your team being very young, and what would it mean for you guys as a team if you're able to clinch a playoff berth with this young team? Oh, I think it'd be great for these kids. And, and, and you know, the thing, I, you know, I, uh, you know, I said a couple weeks ago against Martinsburg, uh, you know, th- these kids would be happy making the playoffs, but I don't think uh, that that's all they want either. You know, they want to get in the playoffs and they want to win some games. So, you know, I'm very happy with the competitors I got in these young kids. Um, you know, uh, no matter what happens, you know, moving forward this season, um, you know, the, the future is very bright for our kids. Uh, you know, again, we, we, we got to go and compete, um, you know, play to win, uh, but also, too, you know, we're really preaching to these young kids, um, you know, and, uh, to, to, you know, learn everything they can from uh, these games late in the season. Coach, what are, what are going to be some uh, keys this week uh, going up against a pretty good team? Yeah, Albert, Albert Gallatin, uh, you know, looks pretty pretty solid. You know, they're they're uh, very big and uh, up front. They're very physical all over the field. Um, they they fly the ball on special teams. Um, so I think right now, you know, and, and this is where the last three weeks uh, we've been able to solidify some things. I really think the key for our team um, is ball control. You know, we got to hold on to the ball on offense and, um, you know, kind of, you know, like I said last week, grind things out, shorten the game, um, and, and get, you know, fewer possessions uh, for, uh, you know, their offense. So, uh, you know, the key is going to be what's been in our uh, two wins with, you know, Hagerstown and Frankfurt um, and Hampshire. Uh, you know, well, we got the ball in our hands and, and we're in control of the game. Now, you know, uh, when you're talking about Albert Gallatin, you're going to see a very similar play style uh, to Frankfurt. Uh, the only thing I will say is it does appear that Albert Gallatin, uh, like I said, very big, um, you know, very physical. You know, so our kids are, are definitely going to, you know, uh, have to keep their leverage and stay low because we're definitely going to be, uh, you know, outsized. Um, and again, on special team, we got to avoid the big mistake, you know, and, and, and watching their uh, film against the University, they're really flying around and they're, they're really head hunting. So, you know, we got to make sure we take care of the football on special teams. And you just talked about that against university. They they have played, you know, they've played a West Virginia team so far. Um, what are some things that you've seen from them on film that you think that no other team that you've played has done? Well, you know, that, that's kind of the thing is is they are very similar to Frankfurt. You know, they're they're going to come at you with with the uh, the, the wing tee style. Um, they're they're, they're going to hit you with those quick dives. Um, you know, like I said, you know. Um, you know, the guy they're handing the dive to is probably about 250 pounds. So, you know, they got some size there and, and, and some athleticism. You know, defensively, again, uh, you know, those guys just flip over from the off uh, and go over to the D line. So, you know, you, you have some size and, and again, mix with some athleticism. So that's pretty dangerous. You know, coverage wise, uh, you know, what they did against university, um, you know, the, they just want to umbrella you and, and make you uh, take what they're, you know, Giving you and complete short throws, um, so you know we got to make sure to not get greedy and, and, and uh, you know try to throw one over the top if they're sitting back in in our quarter. So um, again, you know we got to play our game. You know we got to play our game. We got to dig and dunk a little bit, take some time off the clock, hold onto the ball, and take with take with the you know uh, our regalia gives us. All right, coach. Well, thanks for joining us and best of luck this week. And we'll talk with you next week. All right, thanks, man. That was head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims, and it'll be a tough two weeks for them as they try to navigate and stay in the current playoff rankings. We mentioned before, ranked 16th. That's right there on the border being the final team in the rating rankings. And uh, do they do 116, 215? Is that how they do it, or do you get a buy? I don't think there's any bias. Yeah, I don't think so either. So then they would play Martinsburg, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that how that would work? Yeah. If Martinsburg stays at number one, they stay at 16. Because if you did a bye, then you'd have to 
It wouldn't work. Yeah, well, it'd be weird. Playoffs obviously usually divided by four. That's true. The number you get to. So, but so to be, it's going to be a big two weeks for them because Albert Gallatin is classified as when the rate, the points wise they would get. I believe it would be a triple A points because they're an out of state school. They have about a hundred or uh, eleven hundred students. That was last. I don't know when that was last published as a that was. But they have a triple-A size school, and the next week they'll be facing Morgantown. Morgantown currently sitting at 14th in the ratings. Uh, Morgantown still, though, they do have the same record currently as Spring Mill. So that should be a good final week contest. Yeah, Albert Gallatin, a pretty uh, well-known Whippeal program that uh, comes and plays teams here in West Virginia. So it should be, obviously, as you said, a tough match. And Spring Mills wants to hopefully uh, stay in the playoffs and maybe even get better than 16 so they can avoid uh martinsburg to start any final thoughts nick uh yeah i mean pretty much what colin said there so i don't really have much else to add all right this segment sponsored in part by parsons ford camp parsons ford in martinsburg we became number one by making you number one first that's parsonsford.com when we come back we'll wrap things up on the sports mix uh talk a little regional stuff when it comes to uh nfl some interesting washington football team news coming out yesterday uh not shocking but interesting uh and we'll look at some caps and wizards action tonight and maybe a little bit the world series that's next on the sports mix Stayed there till they forced us out and took the long way to your house. I can still hear the sound of you saying don't go. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Football is back, and Apple Valley Chevy Toyota is passing the savings on to you. Get ready to score big with low interest rates, great prices, and a lifetime powertrain warranty. Apple Valley Chevy Toyota has a great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles waiting for you. Don't see what you want on a lot? No worries, it's probably on its way. But hurry in, because new Chevys and Toyotas are going out just as fast as they come in. Don't miss out on your deal. Stop in today. Apple Valley Chevy Toyota on Foxcroft app or online at AppleValleyToyota.com or AppleValleyChevy.com. Drive a Miller today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the sports mix as we wrap things up here on a wednesday afternoon segment sponsored in part by the marius group and ameriprise financial advisors john everson and phil mccoy call ameriprise financial services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 winchester avenue in martinsburg speaking and, uh, of phil mccoy speaking, you finally got to meet him i finally last got night to meet the man the myth the legend phil mccoy yeah. heard his voice a bunch of times read his ad read a bunch of times and got to meet the guy really nice guy yeah and uh Jim over there was doing extra trying to get him on camera in your post game show. Well, he got mean, a live read in. It's true. He, he did, did get, get a live, live read in, in too. So. <laughs> well, he didn't pay for that live read. I guess not. No. Nope. You gonna charge him? <laughs> I don't know. The mogul might. If he's listening, uh, let's talk uh, some Capitals. They play tonight at seven p.m. Against the three two and one Red Wings, the four zero oh, and two Caps, they're looking really good so far this season. Viatek Vanacek will start in net for the Caps tonight. It's a better than Samsonov. 
Yeah, some would say, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree. You don't think no, so? No, I, I agree. I said I don't disagree. VTech has definitely been better this season, but I, I still don't think either of them are fully going to be the answer. If well, you want to make nobody a can replace Braden Holby. Let's well, just say that. that that's what I'm trying can. to say. And a great start, but they still need to put three full periods of uh, pretty good hockey together. Yeah, definitely, and uh, they're winning, but they're not, you know they're four zero and two. They have ten points so far, no regulation losses, but they're not all good wins. They're they're kind of ugly wins. And TJ Oshie spoke about that after the game the other night, and he said you know they need to be able to to play better defensively. It can't be you know their offense can't pick them up in you know forty games. Yeah, you're not going to score seven goals every single time. Exactly. That game tonight at seven PM. We'll have it right here on Talk Radio WRNR one oh six point five AM seven forty six forty five pregame. John Walton on the call. So you've made a decision. Uh, we already made the decision. I was just messing around with you off the air. Okay. Uh we're gonna air caps. Wizards start at 7.30, so it's a, it's a later broadcast. you got 30 minutes you're going on before, so I don't know why we would do that. Do one. both. No, because the Wizards will end before. Start the Caps, then go. <laughs> but the Wizards will end before. <laughs> That's what I, I did that. notice that the other night. The, the Wizards started at 7.30. And yeah, because they don't have like five have stereo over, now, so you just play one game on the left side, one game on the right side of the stereo. Okay, Colin. Whatever no, you say. One game in each year. Uh, yeah. that game, if you want to watch that game, that'll be on NBC Sports Washington Plus. Uh, and I believe you can get it anywhere on ESPN Plus uh, with the new NHL, what is it, the NHL partnership with ESPN. The Wizards game will be on NBC Sports Washington, uh, just the OG NBC Sports Washington. Uh, but we'll move now to some more Washington football team news. Yesterday, right, I think right when we were about to go on the air for volleyball, right at like 5.30 it was announced that uh, Dustin Hopkins is uh, – Teamless no more. He has signed to the Chargers as they have waived their kicker. And uh I was talking to a Chargers fan that I know and he said, We got your we got your guy hop and I said, Why are you happy about that? And he said, Well our guy can't even make PATs. So It's nice to have a team that doesn't have a kicker issue. <laughs> It's one thing I don't. Not everybody about. can be can have Justin Tucker on their team. They have right? a tackling issue, apparently. They yeah. do have a tackling issue. They might kind of have a consistency at quarterback issue but that's another point our, our team has that for, for issue, a different so. day i mean he, he, i'd rather have lamar than taylor heineke obviously i'd rather be in that situation i mean yeah i mean they're two like lamar's a heisman <laughs> trophy winner but he's an mvp, said, Washington an MVP. Every taylor heineke unproven guy uh but let's talk a little bit more Washington football team news came out last night that uh roger goodell will not will not release any of the information which is not shocking it's just kind of disappointing because you just we want to know everybody wants to know not only i think you really need to know not not only the people that it happened to you know want it to be out there because it just seems like it's getting swept under the rug and nothing is really happening to dan snyder but with this whole email thing i think it brings up another point that why not release it because it this goes feel, deeper than we initially thought it makes you feel like they're still hiding more things exactly that's the disappointing part and the sketchy part it makes it feel like that the nfl is still hiding things within those emails what six hundred fifty thousand, i believe is the number and those are all bruce allen emails exactly so i feel like they're trying to cover up for some more people because maybe even somebody larger than a Gruden might be getting taken down if it goes public. I I don't fully know. It's all speculation, but you want transparency in That's, all situations, and this is obviously a big one that you want it from, and it's not going to happen, which is frustrating. So yesterday, That's the thing I guess. that Colin was saying, it's all speculation, and now with uh, you know them not releasing it, that speculation continues to grow. You don't really know what is the truth. So if they were to go out and release every thing about it or at least most things about it you know you'd kind of lower that speculation and you wouldn't question i guess what is actually going on or what actually is not being revealed so i I think this is an interesting move by the league but i I don't think it's a surprising move obviously roger goodell knows uh, what he's doing knows what he's doing but also i think too you know he he doesn't release things all the time and, and he tries to kind of 
hold his hands with it or not really move on a hold lot of his cards. Yeah. Yeah, he likes to keep his owners happy. I mean, happy there's so the same thing with the Deshaun Watson situation. Yeah, I mean, they're not putting him on the exempt list and he's up to be traded. I mean, yeah. the, I don't I mean, basically the Texans right now, they're they're putting him on, you know, unpaid leave or whatever it is, yeah, but the NFL won't IR do anything week, about it. Or he just gets the inactive every yeah. week. Uh, but this all comes on the heels of former Washington football team employees urging the NFL and owners to release the findings from the investigation. I guess they went to the league office yesterday and tried to get into the meetings or something. Uh, urging owners to demand. So this is according to CBS Sports. Two former Washington football team employees hand-delivered a letter addressed to all 32 NFL team owners and the league, at the league's fall meetings on Tuesday, urging owners to demand that the NFL make public its findings from the investigation into the Washington's workplace culture. Signed by 12 former team employees, the letter calls for, quote, transparency, unquote, from the league, as reported by NFL media and other outlets, suggesting the NFL needs to stop, quote, preserving misogynist and abusive structures, end quote, and start, quote, reckoning with its culture, cultural problems, end quote, specif- specifically including Washington team owner Dan Snyder. So that's uh, that's pretty big. I mean, you always see it with the NFL. They always hide something, and typically they only do something about things like this when it's brought to light by other people like TMZ or other forms of uh, – journalism that it gets leaked through and I, NFL I would call TMZ journalism I mean <laughs> that's how it happens is yeah. what I'm trying to say is yeah, no. NFL always covers things up and when it accidentally gets leaked is when the NFL does stuff well let's quickly talk about the World Series the Braves now lead six to two after a first I was at first pitch home run last night from third Solaire pitch. third pitch first at bat home run first ever in the World Series they lead they won the game 6-2 now, lead the World Series 1-0. Uh, unfortunately for Charlie Morton, he uh, broke his right femur? I think. I don't know. It's also the first time that uh, two teams that lost the league series last year are now in the World Series this year. That second, that game two will be tonight. Or, or Yeah, game two will be tonight at, uh, I believe, 8.09 on Fox. For uh, Josh Sims, for Brian Thomas, for Colin McLaughlin, uh, Nick Rosalini, I'm Spencer Dupuis saying so long. We'll talk to you in 22, 23 short hours.